for them to miss me. It is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, July the 16th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful weekend and have been checking out our podcast. Of course, the SWAC Media Day took place on Friday. We had a chance to look at the Grambling State Tigers. And uh, I guess we've been at this for about four weeks or so now. Uh, joining me on the line, as a matter of fact, we're going to take a look at today again at Alabama State. And joining me right now is the new head football coach of the Hornets, Donald Hill Ely, in his first season, was just hired uh, permanently as the head coach months ago as he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Hill Ely? Hey, well, you say that, brother. Well, everything's good here, man. Just hot and taking it easy. Yeah, no doubt, man. What, what did it mean to you? I mean, you took over this program. You started 0-5, and then you proceeded to win that first game after Brian Jenkins was relieved of his duty, that first game against Texas Southern, and you won 5 of 6, including that big Magic City Classic. What did it mean to you for Alabama State to, in fact, name you the permanent head football coach of the Hornets program? Well, you know what? It was, you know, um, I guess, you know, it was more than definitely a blessing, but it was fruit from labor as well. You know, being appointed the the interim, you know, I had a chance to have the on the job interview. So, uh, you know, I was you know very glad and happy when they uh, chose me to you know to lead the program. I mean, what what was it? I mean, you had been with the program a couple of years prior to that under Brian Jenkins. What were some of the things that you did? differently because the program again 0-5 to start the season and then you win five of your last six as the interim head coach well you know coach Jenkins had did a, a remarkable job of recruiting a, a lot of good young men and um you know and it's you know so many different things that go into when you take took a program over I came in uh to help coach uh you know um to help him get the program going and there's a lot of things that have to go into place. I mean, he was a great coach. He had great players. And then it's the, the chemistry of, of getting the guys to play for you and getting the community to buy into what was going on. And for whatever reason, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, a situation where the chemistry and the things just didn't align, you know, for him to really get them going. And, uh, you know, when I took over, I had a chance to move some different things around. And in this business, you don't, you know, everybody say the same thing is just how you say it. And then the uh, young men tend to respond to the, the my methods and the things that, that I was saying, and we end up getting some production out of them. Yeah, no question about it. You mentioned the community. Can, can you speak to that? I mean, I, I know the Hornets were always involved in the community under Brian Jenkins, and it seems like maybe it's been a little bit more elevated now under you. Well, you know, I, I've been a guy that, you know, really always believed that um, – you know, you you have to your program has to come off campus to get people to realize that you're a part of the community and and to and there's not too many uh, organizations that can say they have 110 and 120 men. Uh, so to be able to get these young men out building playgrounds, you know, reading the kids in the uh, in the school system and being support. Uh, in the community, you know, is it, something that we've, you know, been able to do and continue to do and, and will continue to do as long as I'm the head coach here at Alabama State. Donald Hill Ely, the head football coach at Alabama State, he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So what was it like it had been, you know, four years or so since you had been in that seat and remember those days at the MEAC uh, press conference when you'd get up there and 
have the room absolutely falling out with jokes. I mean, what what was that like media day on Friday? I, I couldn't be there, unfortunately, but I'm sure you were as funny as ever. Well, you know what? It's uh, It was a little dip- different setting than what we normally have um, when I was in at the MEAC. So, you know, uh, you everything was a little bit more personal and uh, by the schools. But, it, you know, it was just – you know, a, a great a great venue uh, and a lot of media outlets as well uh, that that were there. So uh, again, yeah, it was a, a different setting, but it was a great venue to uh, really showcase your program and your young men that we were all able to bring up. So um, you know, it, it was great. You know, we had you on. I think it was after the Texas Southern win, and. It, you had some time right before the uh, Magic City Classic, and you you said, "Hey, I'm I'm hitting this thing. I'm going out on the road. We're going out and, and recruiting." C- can you speak to some of the um, what you were able to do not only during last year, the the end of last year in terms of recruiting, but also during the off season and the signing period, and maybe some guys that you think can come in and help the program immediately. You know, when when you're talking about recruiting, I mean, it was a lot tougher at that time recruiting as the interim and now going out recruiting as the head coach. You know, uh, the thing that I try to encourage our coaches and my, and, and uh, to do this out recruiting is that recruit for the university. Uh, that way, uh, you know, those students that choose to come to Alabama State, they come because they want to be a part of Alabama State and, you know, a part of the leadership uh, second. So, you know, we've been able to get, you know, a, a lot of local uh, student athletes in our program. You know, we've changed our scope of recruiting where we're not flying across uh, athletes to look for athletes. We're driving four and a half, five hours away from our program and, and recruiting those young men to come in, and, and which in turn a lot affords an opportunity for their parents to get a chance to come watch them play. So, you know, <clears throat> that's our method, and, and it's been working for us, and we have a, a host of young men. We'll... Uh, go to camp uh, August 2nd with 105 with a full roster. So, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to how, uh, seeing how that pays out for us. What does it mean to have 10 re- uh, starters returning uh, on offense from a team that, again, under your tutelage, under your leadership, had a lot of success finishing the season at 5-6? and six? I mean, that's that's got to feel great to have some continuity there with the program with you now taking over the reins as the uh, as the uh, not interim but now full-time head coach? Well, you know, the, the players that are back offensively, you know, we've changed everything that we were doing. Uh, you know, we felt that we could be better with, you know, a little different system. So we've hired a couple new coaches, put some new things in place. Uh, coach Orlando will still continue to be the offensive coordinator. But, you know, we've added some different, you know, different pieces to the offense as well. So, and it's always good that the same offense that you ran during the spring, you'll run this upcoming season. And, uh, you know, we've had guys here all summer training and working out. So, uh, you know, all those things should pay dividends as we go into this upcoming season. Does D- Daryl Pearson, you know, had a solid year last year? I mean, does he come in a- as your number one guy? Uh, does he have some challengers lurking? We went. We ended up finished the season uh, those last six games five and one, and it's pretty much because of DJ Pearson. So I think it's only fitting that uh, it's his job to lose. Uh, you know, so he'll still be our number one going into this upcoming season. And then the running game. I mean, you know, you return both of your leading rushers and George 
uh, Golden and, and Ezra Gray. Can you talk about what they bring to the table? Two explosive players, uh, one run 4-3, one run 4-4. Four, four. So we, we have to find ways to get them to football that they can be effective and that uh, they can score some points uh, and uh, put pressure on the defense. Who are you expecting big things from on the defensive side of the football? Well, defense is our, you know, that that's our horse. That's Those are the guys we're going to ride in and out. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, Devin Santana at one end, Ricky Haley at the other, uh, Christian Clark in the middle uh, at defensive tackle, uh, Rampersaw. We kind of solid on defense. Uh, Jakeef Ruffin at linebacker, Malik Bridges, um, uh, I mean, we, uh, as I say, muscle milk, <laughs> uh, Darian Johnson. We we got a host of young men that that's there secondary wise. The Hill, Jeff Hill, Josh Hill, um, Booker. We we have about ten, eleven guys that uh, that could play anywhere, and uh, we're just glad that they're here at Alabama State. Donald Hill Ely's the head football coach at Alabama State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So generally, here we ask coaches about the schedule you open the the season um a rivalry game a tough rivalry game at, at that against tuskegee then you're on the road for f- for five straight six really six straight weeks including that magic city classic i mean the schedule is what it is but you know can you kind of speak to the schedule is that do you feel like um you know that that that's tough having to be away from home for those six straight weeks well you know you know we've been encouraging our fans to you know, clean up the Marvies and and uh, get those grills and things ready, and let's take the show on the road. I mean, it's you know sometimes schedules fall like that, and and unfortunately, uh, it's it's you know fell like that for us here at Alabama State. But you know, a lot of the games are close in proximity, so you know we'll we'll just take the show on the road, and the field is the same length and the same width, so we'll be prepared. Yeah, also the out-of-conference schedule is good because you got, you know, four out-of-conference games um, this year and and two um, uh, uh, FBS programs in in Auburn and then South Alabama. Can you kind of speak to that and and playing those FBS opponents that's going to generate revenue and then more specifically talk about playing um, against, uh, all you know, the likes of Auburn? Well, I mean, you know, the uh, thing about it, like as you said, we have uh, those four non-conference games. But you know, anytime you get an opportunity to go in and play Auburn and uh, play in front of you know seventy-five, eighty thousand, you know, those are things you get to sell recruits on. That you get a chance to play in bigger venues, uh, and you know, and it's nothing like uh, you know being able to play a, a, a non-conference game home at like Tuskegee, which would be a, a sellout. But you know, it, it's. It's one of those situations where we get a chance to market our program uh, over at Kennesaw and as well as at Auburn and South Alabama, and, and we're looking forward to doing it. You know, I'd like for the audience to kind of get a, get a feel for the fact, again, you were, you know, double-digit years um, at Morgan State, younger uh, when you when you took over the program, and now you're taking over the program at at, at Alabama State, a, a a second chance, if you will, in terms of of sort of being a head coach. What are you know What are some of the things that are in place, and some of the differences between Alabama State and Morgan State? Uh, I mean, athletically, it's night and day. Um, you know, Morgan State, uh, half a staff. Um, you know, and you know, at that time when I got there, hadn't they hadn't won in 23 years, and 
um, you know, we tried to make the best that we could work. I think it was two, uh, two offices for coaches, um, you know, budgets. Uh, uh, it, I mean, they, the good Lord has blessed me with tenfolds of everything and every th- that I possibly had at Morgan. Uh, definitely enjoyed the time that was there, but, um, you know, it, it's definitely a blessing to be here uh, with the support and the, um, and the facilities and the things that we've been afforded here. Do you feel like I know you had a couple of winning seasons there, and 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 you're right. I mean, at at Morgan, it had been a situation where, you know, there were few and far between seasons in terms of winning, and you know, in, in 40 years, do you feel like if you had maybe a little bit more support that you could have a have, have had a lot more success uh, at Morgan? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the the key to all this stuff is is support. You know, you have to be able to go out and get the best players. Uh, you know that that you can find to play that you know to play this game and win players, uh, good players and good coaches. Uh, you know win win games. I mean when you're able to come into Alabama State and and have a full staff or and you can say okay we're gonna uh, take care of your uh, your retirement. You're gonna have a competitive salary and you're gonna have a health benefits. Uh, it's totally different than going to a Morgan where you're trying to convince a guy to come work for you and don't have health care or retirement. And then when you talk about players, uh, you know, when you come in, you're going to have, um, you know, the facilities to, to learn and to scheme and do the things you need to do for the game or opposed to, well, we'll see if a room available for you to meet. I mean, you know, it, it's just the difference when, when you have a situation that support athletics and, and some that just have athletics. Last couple of thoughts. Do you feel like you know? Sometimes you you have a, you have you're in a position. You're the head coach, and then you were an assistant for a couple of years. Now you're back um, a, as a head coach. Do you feel like you know where what not to do in some of the uh, some of maybe the missteps that you had at Morgan that you know not to necessarily fall into here at Alabama State? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's you know, as uh, from doing it so long at Morgan and. You know, one of the things you learn to to do without or do it less. So now that you're here and you have, you're able to do more because you're so used to managing with less. And, uh, you know, and then you have some do's and don'ts, you know, some things that uh, may have con- uh, contributed to a, a little bit more longevity there or things that may could have got a little bit more resources there. So, I mean, you, you have all those things, and that's just like anybody else that – uh, a lot of times you don't get sucking times around in any position. And when you do, you uh, tend to, uh, you know, uh, do an analysis on what's good and what's bad and, and put those good things forward. Lastly, and I'm not trying to belabor the point, I, I think it's important that people understand a, a bit of the history, at least from your perspective. Do you feel like, um, because, again, this was a, a program that you led a, a couple of years to uh, – or at least, um, you know, a couple of winning seasons. You feel like you got a raw deal at Morgan? Well, you know, it was it was one of those ones, man. That it was, you know, I, you all. You know, I don't even think as a way to even have a good deal when you're being, re- you know, when you're being released. <clears throat> it's just a situation where you know you had you had a lot of input. You know, a, a program not only invested as a coach, but you know, one of the leading donors. I think I've given them forty thousand dollars of my own money. It's always about a way in which you do things, and I, you know, I just thought that uh, you know we could have probably benefited uh, ourselves both if we all would have did it in a whole different manner. But you know, 
again, you know, God has control of all those things. And, you know, he removed me from that and put me on higher ground, and I'm thankful for it. Donald Hill Ely, again, the new head football coach at Alabama State, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as the Hornets going to open the season on Saturday, uh, September 1st at home against Tuskegee. And Coach Hill Ely, always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you throughout the course of the season. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to talking to you as well. All right. So there you heard it from Donald Hill Ely, the head football coach at Morgan State. And, um, you know, we'll see how things play out at Alabama State. Um, you know, he mentioned uh, in some, you know, some of those things that, that, that he didn't have, the lack of resources uh, at Morgan. I will say that in 2014, Morgan got a share of the MEAC title and uh, ultimately uh, went to the uh, the playoffs. And, I, you know, I don't know what are some of the things that are in place now that maybe Coach Hill Ely didn't have um, at the time. But uh, uh, he says it's a difference between night and day. Uh, and I tell you what, five and six, or winning five of the last six games on last year, if that's any indication of where things could be, then that's a good sign uh, for Alabama State. I think that um, – with respect to the um, SWAC's Eastern Division, it's open. Um, Alabama State has been fixed, fi- uh, picked to finish second the last four years. The Eastern Division has gone, or at least the last four years, the Eastern Division has gone to Alcorn State. I think is wide open this year, and I think the battle will come down uh, between Alabama State and Alcorn State. That wraps it up for today's HBCU Daily Podcast featuring Alabama State and its head football coach, Donald Hill Ely. Join us tomorrow as we stay in the SWAC's Eastern Division and take a look at the Jackson State Tigers. Have a great day. Stand out. I'm more babes than a bash house.